Hey guys, welcome back to Talking Gear Podcast. This is Tim. Um, today I'm coming at you with a, a kind of a bonus episode talking all about the gear that I use as well as whatever gear I know that Joe uses. Since I'm out of the country right now, I can't record with Joe, but I have a pretty good grasp on a lot of what he has now. I've got a couple caveats before I start. One is that we already did one of these gear episodes a while back. I'm not sure which episode number it was, but you can scroll back and look at that if you want. Um, but I kind of wanted to update, and just, we've started using some new gear since then, some new gadgets and stuff that we like a lot. And then the other, um, I guess you could say caveat or just disclaimer that I wanted to put out there is that Joe and I are both guys who hunt on a budget. We're not wealthy, and um, we only have a certain amount of money we can spend on hunting each year. So a lot of the gear we use that I'm going to be quote unquote recommending isn't necessarily top of the line gear. It's just what we can get our hands on. Um, and we understand that, you know, we don't have um, the Quisto series stands and stuff um, or whatnot, Reconyx cameras. We're not running Reconyx cameras. So if you have thousands and thousands of dollars available and you're wanting to find the best gear possible, this probably is not going to be your best bet listening to this podcast. But if you want to hear, um, some budget friendly options and, um, what we, what we do decide that's worth spending a little extra money on for guys who are on a budget, um, then stay tuned. Cause I think it's going to be worthwhile. Um, I guess I can start with our bow setups. Um, I kind of have a general idea um, of what Joe's running and what I'm running. So um, we're both running Matthews right now. Um, I don't. I don't know. I love Matthews. Everybody loves Matthews. I don't. I don't really know what what made us land on Matthews, but they do have very very good bows. But I will say they're not the only company out there that has like top of the line bows. I think of um, Elite prime honestly even bear um all these companies are just making making incredible products these days but i'm running the well as of i haven't even run it for a deer season yet but just after last season i upgraded to the matthews v3 i think a 31 inch axle to axle um 70 pound draw 29 inch draw length um i've got the i've got just a drop away rest like a pretty standard drop away rest and then I'm, I switched to a single pin in 2021, maybe, on a slider. It's made by mm, CBE, I think, and it's like a $105 site. So for me, that's that's relatively expensive. So my bow setup, I bought my bow used. That's one of the things that I spent the most money on. Same, I think Joe would say the same. He's running a, a Matthews VXR. He just bought a new site, and I'm not sure who makes it or what it is. Uh, I think... I think actually CBE makes it as well, but he bought one of their nicer ones. I think like a two pin on a slider. Um, and I, I want to change my stabilizer setup whenever I get back to the U.S. So that's something I've been doing research on, but I'm, I'm not really running a specific stabilizer right now. Um, Joe just got new arrows. I think he got, I want to say gold tip. He either got gold tip or Easton or something like that. Uh, uh, a fairly generic brand, but a nice brand. I think he's happy with those. Um, Joe also just, <laughs> I'm talking a lot about Joe here, but as far as like stand setup go and stuff, um, he also just upgraded his climbing sticks. He's for his mobile set. Um, he is running latitude, some sort of latitude sticks. And he says he likes those a lot. As far as climbing sticks go for a mobile setup, I have the Hawk Helium. 
um, sticks, the minis, the two steps, and I like them okay. Um, they get the job done. I got rid of the ratchet, or I didn't get rid of them, but I took off the ratchet straps and did like a rope mod to get rid of those buckles because they were making noise. And the uh, little boots that connect the sticks are absolute trash. So I got about night eye gear ties just to tie the sticks together because um, those are trash. So I think they're at the very bottom end of like high quality climbing sticks. And I think it shows, um, you know, you're looking at somewhere between a hundred and a hundred and forty bucks for a set of four. And so it's like the lower end of the upper end, if that makes sense, the very, very bottom of nice gear. And I think it shows. So Joe spent a little bit more, got a little bit nicer sticks. He also has been running a saddle, um, for some of his, um, mobile sets and gosh, I should have asked him before I recorded this, but I think he's either, he either has a, um, what's the, what's the one tethered saddle or latitude saddle. And I can't remember which one he's running. He's also got as a mobile stand. If he ever needs that, he's got just the classic lone wolf. Um, oh, what's their, what's their base? I can't remember what their base, like their regular stand is, but he's got a lone wolf stand really nice. It's an older one, maybe eight or nine years old, but, um, they stand the test of time for my mobile stand. I'm looking at getting an XOP um, stand, and they run about $220 new, and I haven't bought one yet, but the stand that I have now is just an old API aluminum stand. I love the weight on it, but it's kind of loud, and it doesn't bite to the tree like some of those higher-end stands, so I'm, I'm looking to upgrade that in 2024. Hmm, what else would you guys want to hear about? So, cameras, we... We kind of went into cameras on the last um, gear episode, but I'll, I'll, I'll touch on that briefly. So Joe and I, like I mentioned, have never run Reconyx because it's hard for us to justify spending $500 on one camera when quantity um, is so important to us. Both of us are hunting multiple properties, and some of the properties um, you have different deer showing up on one side of the property than you do on the other. So you need, if you're going to run cameras and have a camera strategy, you need multiple cameras on, on the same property and then you run multiple properties. So, you know, for us to do it right, if we were going to buy Reconyx for all our camera setups, we'd be thousands and thousands of dollars in the hole. So what we've chosen to do is actually buy lower end cameras. We run, um, just those base muddies. I can't remember what the the model name is, but they're like 35 bucks a pop. And they have lasted at least all of them that I've run have lasted at least two seasons, which I know doesn't sound very long. Um, but they're decent for the price. And then the other thing we've run is the Tascos from Walmart and they're about 30 bucks a pop as well. And I haven't had an issue with those either until they get to be about four or five years old. And then they usually kick the bucket, um, which I know sounds like, well, why are you promoting this if they're that trashy? But I honestly think that for the price, um, it's a little bit easier for me to justify replacing those cameras every four years than it is to spend $200 on a camera and have to replace it every six years. That just, that, that math doesn't quite add up to me. Now, the one thing that we have spent a little bit extra on is we've kind of dipped our toes in the water of the, the cell camera game. Joe's run a few different brands of cell cameras and has currently landed on, um, the Tacticam reveals. And those are like the lower, price point um cameras but they seem to hold up pretty well as far as you know the app and the reliability 
and honestly the quality. So they send you a low res picture, but you can, you know, request a higher resolution picture. Uh, the low res is pretty low resolution, um, but usually, you know, if you, if you set your camera up right, you can tell what bucket it is, and that's all I'm really after. So I actually run um, two or three of those tactic camera reveals as well, and I enjoyed them. They didn't change the game as much as I thought they would as far as, you know, everybody I hear talk about, you know, oh, cell cams changed the game, but I think part of that's because I hunt a lot of small properties, and it's really easy for me to slip in 50 yards from, you know, where I park my car and check a regular SD card camera without boogering stuff up because these properties are, you know, five, six, eight acres, 20 acres, you know, a lot of those types of properties, or I'll keep them fairly close to a deer stand so that while I'm walking into a deer stand, I can check a card on the way. So they weren't as game-changing as I thought they'd be, but I'm planning on doing some door knocking about an hour from my house whenever I get back to the U.S., and so that's one thing that I'm excited about using the uh, the cell cameras for is, you know, an hour drive is getting to add up if you have to drive there three times um, in a season just to check a camera. So having a cell cam there would be very beneficial. We really have appreciated using those uh those tactic camera reveals. Um, some other gear that I would not go to the woods without. Um, one of them, you know, because we do run a lot of trail cameras and, you know, I might go a season sometime without running trail cameras at all, just because I think it'd be fun and challenging, but we kind of rely on cameras a lot with the stage of hunting that we're in right now and trying to target specific bucks. Um, but one item is the mobile SD card reader that plugs into your phone. and they make, you know, a lot of different companies make them. However, I recommend you get the one straight from Apple because, you know, I bought Moultrie's a couple times and it didn't even last the whole season. So go ahead and spend the extra 10 bucks and get one that's a little bit higher quality. Um, Footwear, I'm not really going to go into footwear because we're always changing our footwear. Um, Joe's running a pair of lacrosse boots, I think. Um, I'm running whatever I have um, that year, and I'm not sure what it's going to be this year. I've got, I've got like a pair of uh, Academy Sports brand rubber boots. Sometimes I run Crocs in the early season, so I'm not really getting into footwear or camouflage. Um, we both run different kind of camos. Whatever's warm, comfortable, quiet, um, whatever, whatever kind of floats your boat on that. But as far as uh, stands go and stuff, I already mentioned like our mobile setups, but. Um, for our permanent sets, we don't really care how light and easy to set up the stand is because that stand's going to be there all year. So a lot of times we'll just buy a lower end stand from, you know, Menards or get one on Marketplace or something. But we really like just the generic lock-on stand with a with a reasonable size platform so you can stand and, and move your feet around on the platform. And that's kind of what we're rocking. Um, let's see, what else could I go into? My arrow setup, I want to get new arrows and... I've done a ton of research on arrows and I'm like no closer to figuring it out because if you guys know me, I'm, I, I know my deer pretty well, but I'm not a like gear gadget guy when it comes to my archery setup. I'm trying to become more so. Um, there's kind of a long fiasco story about my last three years of hunting and how I was having some shooting troubles and it ended up, you know, part of it I'm sure was me, but I ended up finding some stuff out about my bow where my bow was not 
nearly what I thought it was. And so I had to buy a new bow. That's why I bought that V3. And so now I'm kind of thinking, you know, to be a completely well-rounded hunter, I'm going to need to start devoting more into the archery side of the game. So that's, that's kind of the next area that I'm wanting to grow in a little bit is the archery game. So that's why I'm researching some new stabilizer setups. You know, I switched to a single pin, bought a new bow. Um, I'm going to, whenever I get my hands on my bow again, I'm going to practice, um, with some form stuff as far as my shooting goes and then also change my arrow setup. Right now I have very cheap, arrows that um with very cheap veins and i think that's reflecting downrange. my groups aren't quite as tight because of that so that's something that i'm looking to upgrade um yeah i guess what other gear could i talk about hmm, i wish there was somebody here who could ask hmm, i uh i always bring a um bow hanger with me no matter what um no matter what property i'm on i don't hunt a lot of public I'm primarily on small private pieces, so I usually just get the screw and bow hangers. You know, Realtree makes one. There's some nicer ones. Joe runs a hawk, a hawk bow hanger, but even just the little gear hooks, I always keep one or two of those with me. Now, I will say there was one hunt last year, which was in 2022, where I went in, and for some reason, I didn't have any hooks with me, no bow hook and no gear hook, and I'm not the kind of guy who likes to sit with a bow in his lap all evening, so I was like not really wanting to do that and there was a a limb right over my head and so what I did was I I had a bungee cord with me and I wrapped the bungee cord around the uh, around the limb till it was short enough and then it has that hook if you could imagine on that bungee cord hanging down and I just hung my bow right on that and it worked perfectly so that was kind of a nice little um, hack that I learned if you don't have a bow hanger with you or if you're hunting public and you're not allowed to screw stuff into trees that's always an option um but yeah, I guess going down through some of the more gear, um, broadheads. So Joe and I are both shooting mechanical broadheads at this point. I know that's a kind of a hot button topic in the hunting community, you know, fixed blade or mechanical. Um, we both are shooting two blade broadheads, different brands. I am shooting Schwacker. I can't remember which one it is, 229 or 261 maybe. Um, but just a pretty generic, um, two blade broadhead, um, and Joe shooting similar. I think he, he's always rotating through some sort of rage broadhead. He really likes the rage, uh, 2.3, um, which I've shot those in the past actually. And they, they do make for short recoveries as long as you put it in the right spot. So I know some of you guys, fixed blade guys are probably like, you guys are wrong. You shouldn't be shooting mechanicals. That's fine. Everybody's going to have their own opinion on this, and that's totally fine. If you think you should be shooting a fixed blade, um, that's that's completely your prerogative. The main reason that I shoot mechanicals um, is actually for tuning purposes. I mentioned that I'm not a big bow geek, so I would rather just be able to screw the the mechanical onto the end of my arrow and shoot it without having to tune because i don't even know how to do that stuff i'm not i'm not a bow technician i'm not an expert in that area at all so i i just like the ability to just um screw that mechanical broadhead on the end of my arrow and go hunt now as i get more into archery and stuff like that who knows maybe someday i'll be a fixed blade guy but i also like the wider cut that a mechanical brings i feel like when you're shooting 70 plus pounds um, I'm not that worried about penetration and, you know, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense for me to build an arrow setup specifically for one 
less than 1% of a deer's body, which is that shoulder bone. Now, I've had problems hitting that shoulder bone in the past. In fact, I did last year and didn't recover a deer, but that's also because of the bow setup I was shooting at the time. I thought I was shooting 70 pounds, and let's just say I wasn't shooting anywhere close to 70 pounds. (laughs) Um, And yeah, that's a story for another time, but ultimately we both shoot mechanical broadheads. Um, Any other gear updates? Let's see... Try to think what other gear you even use for deer hunting. There's not much. Um, what do I bring into the woods with me? Oh, oh, this is something that I really wanted to, to touch on. So rangefinders and optics and stuff. So I got a new rangefinder for the 2022 season, and I am in love with it. So the rangefinder is made by Tidewe. It's like the HF 700 model or something. And it was 70 bucks brand new on Amazon. And let me tell you, this thing is so nice. I mean, clear image, eight power optics. Um, the button click is nice. Everything works perfectly. It's got a um, USB-C charger. Um, I am convinced, you know, I've shopped around since I was buying a rangefinder. I shopped around a lot for different rangefinders. And I'm convinced that you have to spend $200 or more to get any upgrade at all from that Tidewe rangefinder. So if your price, if your budget is $150, I would just go ahead and buy this Tidewe rangefinder because I don't think you're going to find anything better for $150. And this, and this rangefinder costs 70, at least when I bought it, you know, with inflation, who knows, maybe it's 90 now, but I am very impressed with this rangefinder and I loved using it last season. Um, our optics, Joe historically has been running Nikon binoculars i think he still is um he'll probably when he upgrades get something else because nikon's kind of got out of the hunting scene a little bit um my main binoculars are just um you know the 10 by 42 bushnells the uh, trophy whatever it is um whenever i upgrade eventually i'll probably uh, switch over to vortex i just like that lifetime warranty and i don't i haven't decided if i'm gonna get 12 by 42s or something or 10 by 42s or even something a little bit bigger 12 by 12 by 50s or something um and then it kind of depends on if my bushnells kick the bucket or i just decide to upgrade if i just decide to upgrade i might keep my bushnells for um missouri hunts and then get a higher power optic for you know out west and stuff i also have a spotting scope um by vortex that i like it's the diamond back i think or something and it's a good kind of base level spotting scope i wish that i would have spent another hundred dollars though and got the one that has um the the bigger lets more light in the 50 instead of the 40 or whatever it is um but anyway so that's something to keep in mind if you're going to get a spotting scope that a lot of times is a one-time purchase especially if you're going with a company like vortex who has a lifetime warranty maybe go ahead and spend the extra hundred bucks and get the nicer one if you're if you're on the fence uh yeah i guess that's about it about all i had but i hope this was helpful if you have any questions about other gear that we're using feel free to just reach out to us um i feel like most of you guys probably know how to get a hold of us if not maybe there's a uh, email or something on our um instagram page oh yeah that's that's a good way you could reach out just reach out to to us on instagram i'm at uh timmy willis but the instagram page for talking deer is just talking deer podcast 
Um, you can reach out to us there. Um, give us a follow while you're at it. And while I'm on the topic, go ahead and hit the subscribe button or leave us a rating on the podcast. I hope this was helpful to you. Obviously, we're still tweaking our gear a little bit, but I just wanted to kind of run through some of the stuff that Joe and I are using on our hunts and why we're using them. Um, and that's kind of it. Thanks, guys, for listening, and we'll catch you on the next one.